Hello, hello, hello. I'm Aaliyah, and this is Netflix, Coffee, and Questioning Humanity. This episode is a continuation of my previous episode titled Look Stupid But Give It a Chance. My initial plan was to scroll through Netflix and find things that look super dumb to roast. In that episode, I was completely bamboozled. Those titles looked so bad and so stupid, but they were actually so good. If you'd like to hear about those titles, it's about two episodes back, I believe. But today, I will be dragging the titles that look stupid and worse stupid. I do apologize if it's a little echoey. I am going through the process of moving, so everything in my apartment is basically off the walls and in boxes. One time I'm going to get on an episode and I will have absolutely no apologies. Everything will be perfect. There'll be no shouting, howling dogs. There'll be no echo. There'll be no mic issues. We're getting there slowly. We're working this from the ground up. You can see the glow up friendly reminder that this is an explicit podcast, which means I may discuss explicit content while most certainly using explicit language. So little ears, those easily offended, and my mom and dad may want to bow out. Now on with the show. So I sipped the Kool-Aid, I did, and I tried the Charlie drink from Dunkin's. I have to be honest, I have no clue who this young lady is. I know she does a a tick and a talk, and I'm still old and haven't made one of those. But and however, I felt like such a fucking lame-o. I refused to order this in person in the drive-thru. I ordered ahead of time on the app and just like hung my head in shame and went in and got it. Imagine if I went through the drive-thru, this grown-ass woman rolling up to donkeys asking for the Charlie. No, ma'am. So basically this, this Charlie is cold brew coffee with whole milk and a few pumps of caramel, which is pretty basic. I didn't, I didn't expect that. I thought it was going to be something extravaganza, but no, it's basic. It's, it's pretty good. Like it's refreshing. It's sweet. I like it. I definitely prefer the Stabby's cold brew or my own. Maybe I'll share a recipe for my own one day. I make a damn good, strong cold brew. Let me tell you, I just learned how to make it. I didn't realize it was so easy. I should not say easy. It is not an easy process. It's long and it's annoying, but I expected to need some sort of fancy mechanism to make it. I didn't realize it was at home friendly. Switching lanes here, back to the Netflix stupid shows. I don't know what I was expecting with this first title. I knew it was gonna be stupid, but I expected like a heartwarming sitcom kind of stupid. And to my surprise, it was not that. It was a horrendous clusterfuck of just stupid, just stupid. And it's called Young and Hungry. We're hiring a real chef, one with credentials and awards and tattoos. Where is he? Because I'm starving. Uh, well, I can make you something. You're not the chef. She's not the chef. But I am here, and I know exactly what you want to eat, because I am a food mind reader. It's one of my superpowers. So is driving without insurance. I intentionally kept the clip short so I wouldn't subject you to a migraine. I know after watching this show, I certainly had one. I immediately got the Disney Nickelodeon corny vibes, but it's an adult show slash sitcom. I'm really not entirely sure what you'd call this train wreck, if I'm being honest. It's not even like 
old school or heartwarming cheesy, which I was like, okay, maybe we'll get that middle of the road Disney channel transition cheese because Emily Osment, Ashley Tisdale, and Jesse McCartney are in it. I can almost understand the direction they were trying to go with this, but I think that formula just made it into this messy, confusing situation. Let me read you the description so you can have an idea of what the premise is. Feisty young food blogger Gabby is desperate for a job when she finds a wealthy tech entrepreneur Josh needs a personal chef. But Gabby must prove herself to Josh's aide, Elliot, who would rather have his boss hire a famous chef. Gabby gets help to turn the opportunity to employment and possibly, you guessed it, love. Okay, as I'm reading this off, I'm seeing two very interesting things because I'm reading this off the Googler. Okay, one is that Ashley Tisdale not only stars in this travesty, but is an executive producer. Okay, that that makes a lot of sense. Put a pin in Ashley Tisdale because we're going to have more on her in a bit. The second interesting observation is the insanely high reviews. I feel like I'm making that face of that meme with the guy with all the question marks around his face. Like that's literally my face reading this. Like what? Who Who's reviewing this? I feel like there are coalition of fan bases that just flood reviews because I'm telling you, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, but this this is not a 7.4 or an 8.5 and 95% of Google users like this show. Who the fuck is voting on this? I need to read you one of these five-star reviews. I'm done. I, I cannot with this. <clears throat> Everybody's comedic timing is right on. All the characters and interactions between them are well written and have depth. I am going to strongly disagree with all of that. I skipped to a new season after episode two or three in the first one because my brain cells went to fucking mush. And I was like, okay, maybe it's just a weird first season. Maybe season two is better. And I can't remember exactly what episode it went south, but after the line, you're more of a ho-ho acting like a ding-dong. That's when... I slowly started to realize I needed to make my exit from this series. And just when I thought it could get no worse, enter lesbian Ashley Tisdale, who, and again, maybe I'm an overly sensitive millennial, but my God, how fucking tone deaf was this character? She comes in with shitty tattoos and she displays promiscuous behavior and the dumbest fucking jokes like, I love a hard liquor, lick her. It's so ignorant and problematic stereotyping and genuinely just not funny. There's also race-based cringe jokes. I say that with quotations that are severely cringe and it's all just awful. I don't know how it has five seasons, but thank fucking God it's over. Clearly I'm very passionate about my dislike for Young and Hungry, but I have a handful more titles to get to, so I'm gonna move on. I can't even start on an intro to this audio clip of my next title without going on a complete ramble fest. So I'm just gonna introduce it and then I will continue. The floor is lava. And if they disappear completely, that jump will be two feet longer than it was for Bryce. Come on, I'm trying, I'm trying. Come on, come on. Mom, you do Pilates for a reason. It's obviously not working. 
why? Why was this show made? Who who asked for this? A brief idea of this show. It's a game which players pretend that the floor or ground is made of lava and thus must avoid touching the ground as touching the ground would quote kill, unquote, the player who did so. Players are to stay off the floor by standing on furniture or the room's architecture. Now, I can appreciate creative ideas on a low budget. I can. Just to cross my I's and dot my T's, I would like to say that this will have spoilers for the first 15 minutes of episode one, I guess I could say. You probably don't care, but just in case. The courses are stupid and take place in a room that is the size of a large living room. The commentator sounds like a guy trying to sell me a shake weight at 3am. And it's just a clusterfuck of nonsense. Again, one positive thing I will say is the score. The sound tricks your brain into thinking that this is severely intense. But then you see this middle-aged woman beating on a a miniature obelisk with a wiffle ball bat with zero energy, like clearly just tapping it. Then when said woman, the mom of the group, obviously fails to knock the obelisk thingy over, her daughter uh, sacrifices herself into the Kool-Aid, I mean lava, to knock the obelisk over. And then you cut to a scene of the mom and the brother screaming like exaggerated yelps in agony for her. It's top-notch agony. Mom is now on a mission to win, shouting, this is for you, Talia, as she swings on a rope across the lava, like as if her daughter is dead. It's all just horrendous. And that was only about 13 minutes of the first episode when I saw the second group competing, three identical middle-aged triplets sporting matching stars and stripes tanks and arguing who has the best hairline, I ended the douchery right there. I shut it off and was genuinely pissed I wasted 15 minutes of my life. Are we ready to flush another title down the drain? The next turd up is Mind Gamers. Check it out. We've connected this guy's brain activity to another guy in San Jose. Three, two, one, fire. How did this get made? Who was responsible for putting this out for the general public? I want that smoke. I want that smoke with you. Let me break this down, what this is about, so we can get that out of the way and I can bitch about it. An experimental technology to control one person's body with another person's mind sows discord when a group of students test it and discover a plot engineered to control everyone. That's courtesy of Rotten Tomatoes because I genuinely have no idea what the fuck is happening with this movie and would not know where to even begin on how to explain it. It is ass backwards. I couldn't connect any pieces of what was happening. It was almost like it was trying so hard to be this sci-fi genius piece of art and instead turned out to just be pretentious. The whole movie progresses in a way that is so disjointed 
And if I'm not mistaken, it seems like that was on purpose. Just because it was purposeful, that doesn't mean in this scenario, it was an effective way for this movie to progress. And I'm not saying a film can't progress in a disjointed way. There are ways to go about that where it's not just messy. It was so messy. I couldn't even understand what was happening. So it wasn't just that it was disjointed and disjointed on purpose. It was more so that there was no reason for it. There was no reason for it to progress in that manner. So it just made everything very confusing when it's already a super confusing film. It was a poor attempt at being sci-fi trendy, I guess. I kept watching and waiting for the plot to become clear because I read what it was about first, but it, it just didn't come to fruition literally up until the credits rolled. Imagine every sci-fi cliche phrase word blended into some religion, bad acting, and a splash of parkour and a dash of razzle dazzle. There's my shitty office reference for this episode. But yeah, blend that all up and that's what this film was. I just didn't get it. Maybe I'm not smart enough. This is the bullshit concoction that is Mind Gamers. My next title is just, ooh, it's just one big yikes. It is called Doom Annihilation. Yeah, the audio clip was short and shitty and from the trailer because that's really all I could think to put for an audio clip. I went into Doom Annihilation expecting laughs with this one. I was expecting a sci-fi driven comedy and also fully expected it to be a dumpster fire. But oh boy, did they outdo themselves. When a swarm of soul-stealing demons invades a Martian mock a group of elite space marines am i saying that right aka space force must obliterate the beast to save earth random side note but space force the show on netflix was my biggest flop and disappointment of the year or was that 2019 i don't know time has no it was a flop anyways i'm gonna keep this one brief because i have simple straightforward reasons why this is so bad the acting was horrendous the film is boring it has shit dialogue and i'm pretty certain i can buy the guns they use in the film at Party City. They'd probably be of higher quality, to be honest. The props were like cheap plastic. Not very believable. The movie was just super dull. It's not even fun to roast. It's just like, eh, it's boring and stupid and just a bad movie. I can enjoy campy B films, but this, this wasn't even that. Ooh, lordy, my next title. Oh my goodness. Let me introduce you to my final title, the crown, the numero uno, the filet and lobster, best of the fucking worst. This is the car, road to revenge. Welcome all my scoundrels, my delinquents, my creations. You know why I've called you? Two of my perfect creations, God. But you can't tell me anything about this mystery car of a godforsaken bastard driving it. And now, Little Miss Needs to Die has vanished. I need this car stopped. I want the girl, the car, and everybody who ever even smiled at Caddick. Torn, Tatini, Tiny. 
Does anyone remember Rubber, the evil tire? This is Rubber's trendy e-boy little brother. If you have no idea what that means, I, I actually am not so sure either. But to clarify, it's a film that should be fully aware of its atrocity and own it. Instead, I'm almost positive everyone involved took this shit serious. Trying to uphold justice in a lawless future, a DA is slain by cyberpunks, but a supernatural twist sends his car on a bloody quest for revenge. I mean, do you need more insight on why this was the worst film on Netflix, in my opinion? If you are unaware of the original film, The Car from the late 70s, it has this niche cult following, and this is the unofficial sequel, so you can imagine the horror for those who waited 30-some years for a continuation and ended up with this. It's flat acting, a terrible story. The characters are completely one-dimensional. The CGI was awful. There was one scene where you could literally see a camera person in the elevator reflection. It's bizarre. And the villains, I mean, they're goofy. I kept thinking that this would maybe make a great comic. I feel like it would have translated better in a comic form. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with that. Also, the continuity or storyline of the car's makeup is flawed very heavily, and this is the star of the film. It's called The Car, and you can't figure out what this car is and is not capable of. Is it indestructible? Because it was destroyed one moment, then hit the garage, I guess? Because it was magically healed or fixed, I guess, because it's an inanimate object, or is it? It's supernatural, who knows? Just in case you decide you want to take a gander at this film, I won't spoil anything, but there's a specific point in this film where that's just not possible. It cannot be indestructible and it cannot heal itself. So it didn't really make sense to me. I was like, oh, okay, that works. Finally, because I need to nerd out, the cinematography was shockingly disastrous. Probably the worst I have ever seen. To turn this rainstorm into a rainbow, I will leave you with something positive. A car joke. What's the difference between BMWs and porcupines? I'll let you think on it, think on it, think on it. Porcupines carry their pricks on the outside. Thank you, thank you, you're welcome. I'm just your local comic legend. Stealing jokes from the Googler. Thank you once again for listening to me dump my shit thoughts on shit titles upon your ears. I really do appreciate everyone taking the time out of their day to listen to little old me. Be sure to follow the pod on Instagram at NCQH podcast for updates on future episodes and pictures of what I'm sipping on. Today, the date of upload on this episode is Veterans Day. In honor of that, I want to thank everyone who has served, still serving, and the families of those who have served for your service to this country. I want to share a website for veterans resources throughout the United States. The website is maketheconnection.net forward slash resources. On this website, you search your location by zip code, and then you select the resources you would like to find. Everything including VA medical centers, vet centers, PTSD programs, suicide prevention coordinators, VA chaplains, all VA resources, and substance use disorder programs. Really, you can find any and every resource 
resource that a veteran would need on this website. No matter what you may be experiencing, there is support for getting your life on a better track. Many, many veterans have found the strength to reach out and make the connection. Please feel free to share this website with your friends and family who have served or have family serving that may be experiencing these issues. Thank you again so much for listening to today's episode. Stay caffeinated, stay streaming, stay strong.